The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. I think I have to change the name of the show today. Uh, welcome to Today, a hoop ball presentation. I'm Dan Bespris. I'm joined by the creator of Hoopball, or what do we call it now? I don't know. I don't know. This is this is pretty weird, man. This will be the weirdest show we ever do. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Knock on <laughs> knock on something. I hope. Uh, Aaron Bruski, what's up, man? How are you? I, we haven't talked on pods in a long time, but suddenly you've been gifted the 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 awful awful gift of a few extra minutes today. Yeah, no, um, uh, you know, so far so good. Every, everything's o- over here is okay. Um, you know, we're, we're in Sacramento, so we've kind of been a tiny bit, not at, at ground zero, but, um, you know, they've been bringing folks into Travis Air Force Base. Um, you know, we have had people in the area contract it and, um, you know, uh, but, but not as bad as up north in like Seattle and, and places like that. Where, where's Travis Air Force Base? How close is that to you guys? It's, it's a, probably within a stone's throw about 30 45 minutes away from us oh i didn't realize that and uh so yeah it, it's in the pocket of the bay um the the east east bay and and of course there's cases in uh, san jose and, and santa clara county and, and it's you know it's basically just going to be everywhere pretty soon so uh i know we're not special in that regard but uh yeah no we're um we're taking it day by day i, I think the um you know, there are, there are folks that are out there that are, are doing some incredible work to, um, you know, try to keep this thing tamped down, slow it down. Uh, but, you know, like a lot of you that are listening to this podcast, we're just sort of dealing with it in real time. And um, it's one of the most exponential stories that I've ever seen, you know. Boy, it really, a- yeah, it really... Uh... Man, like yesterday's like, sequence of events was yeah. just mind blowing. Yesterday was nuts. I mean, we yesterday in the morning we got the news that the Warriors and the Nets would just be playing without fans, and then by the time we all went to sleep last night, the NBA had been suspended. Which I guess is me burying the lead. But I'm sure I'm assuming anybody listening to this podcast has has heard the news already. Uh, first of all, this is still fantasy NBA today. Um, it's it's called that regardless of whether there's NBA or fantasy happening. I'm Dan Bespris, he's Aaron Bruski, and the news of the day, obviously, is that there are no games, basically, in any sport at this point. I think at the moment, the uh, the, the leaders of baseball are meeting, so no final decision's been made for that one remaining sport, but conference tournaments have been canceled uh, in the NCAA, the NBA was suspended last night, and we'll talk about the story that led up to that final decision NHL has been suspended. Uh, There's some baseball games that are actually getting rained out right now, but they haven't officially been canceled yet. Uh, I think NASCAR got suspended, if I'm not mistaken. Soccer got suspended. We are sports-free, and many states are offering a you-can't-have-gatherings-of-more-than-250-people. It's it's a very real situation right now. I mean, I think that you know we have to sort of measure ourselves in, in how we set our hair on fire here, but... This is this is a big deal, and Aaron, I know you and I were were g chatting throughout the whole thing, just trying to figure out, okay, what what do we do, what do we do for hoop ball right now? Um, but let's let's first talk about how this whole thing shook out. What were you doing when you saw the situation playing out in that Oklahoma City 
Thunder and Utah Jazz game where right before tip-off, a team doctor sprinted onto the court, cleared the players, and they evacuated the arena. I was actually pulling up to my house and um, at a red light, I'll say that. <laughs> I was looking at <laughs> <Yeah>. my phone <laughs> and I, I saw it. And I mean, this, but this has actually been predicted for about, you know, some, some cases two months ago. And, and you're learning these stories as they come out in the media of, of professionals, um, you know, ranging from all the way to the top, you know, the guys that advise presidents, you know, to people within the healthcare system, um, the different pieces of the healthcare system, which, you know, you've got the front lines and you've got the hospitals and then you've got, you know, the insurance companies and you, you, you've got um, CDC and, and health and human services. So you have all these different pieces um, people have been speaking out because they have really felt like they've been held back uh, in the response. So you're getting these stories that this stuff has been known about, has been, um, you know, planned for by these people that are trying to get the word out, trying to get study results out, trying to get their testing out. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't surprising in the slightest that that this was happening, and and that's the, the the weird thing I think because we live in Twitter, you know, we live in social media, we get the news right when it happens. Um, you know, a lot of people that don't do Twitter, that you know, they basically get their news either from Facebook or from you know TV or not at all. You know, there's just different levels of where people are at with this. Um, you know, we we live in that Twitter. 24 seven, uh, news bubbles. We're hearing all this all the time in real time. And really the, 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 the part about it, that's you, you, you feel this kind of natural pressure to not overreact to not, um, consider what the consequences are because it's really freaking uncomfortable, you know, that, that, that there are going to be these extreme measures that, I, I'm not an expert, but, you know, just kind of weighing this stuff out, I, I kind of think we're going to see them within the next week or two. You know, some of the more extreme stuff that you're seeing out there in um, places like Italy and Wuhan, and, and you're seeing a coalescing around a strategy of both social distancing, but probably keeping inside your house for all non-essential or pardon me, for everything but essential needs. Um and that's going to have a devastating effect on the economy and, and everything in between. And we've watched that play out. So when I was sitting on my phone about a block away from my house, I kind of just was like, here we are. Yeah, we're in we're in a weird spot because and, and you know, we're not doctors, so we're not going to try to tell you guys what exactly is going to happen and when. But by all indications, this is probably going to get worse before it gets better. I don't think that we're wait, quite wait, wait, don't at that you have a degree point. in something doctor related, Dan? Yeah, I have a degree in, in molecular <laughs> biology with with an emphasis in immunology. I, oh, a, that's a, just somewhat useful. But I never went to a day of med school. I got in and then never went to a single class. <laughs> I really am a I'm a med school. Uh, I can't call myself a med school hey, dropout because hey, I never hey, kids, went. When you recruit for your basketball operations, get really smart people. <laughs> people that well, I don't know. I, I mean. Uh, able to interpret data, yes, I can do that. But smart, I don't know, because I could have been a doctor, and instead I decided to be a sports broadcaster. So I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know about smart, bro. I think we <laughs> we gotta be careful how we use these words. Um, so, just from a reality standpoint, on my side, um, I was 
frantically trying to cook a a, a tri-tip rice aroni and green beans over here to feed my, feed my family and I started getting a tri-tip rice aroni and green beans. Oh yeah, you go with like a pretty pretty up, you know, not, not a high end, but a pretty good chunk of meat there. Oh yeah, that's a good chunk of <laughs> and meat. And you man. drop it in some rice aroni. Oh no, it's on the side, man. You gotta have the you gotta have the roni on the side. It's a, it's a really it's an amazing blend. I would suggest it for anybody out there that is trying to figure out what to put with your uh, with your tri-tip. Um, and then I started getting WhatsApp notifications on my phone from a couple of my fantasy league mates and also our hoop ball gaming division where I think, and I'll, I'll call out Ira by name. Cause he, I think he just wrote in all caps breaking hoop ball gaming suspended indefinitely also <laughs> because it was like, okay, well what now? And I think that's the feeling we all had. So I ran to my computer and I was looking at the video footage of, of uh, Chris Paul trying to figure out what was going on in that ball game. And, and then obviously they people shooing him away. Yeah. Shooing him away. And, uh, Gobert apparently wasn't actually there yesterday, but uh, now Donovan Mitchell, as of this morning, has tested positive. So there's been one additional player. Twitter is obviously a buzz with the fact that the uh, they they managed to get 60 tests to that arena for the NBA team and staff. But there are people that are basically dying on the street now that don't have them, and there's all this stuff going on. We're not going to get too deep into that side of things on today's podcast. I just I wanted to see if we could make some remotely educated guesses on what comes next because we don't know that's a lot of wait and see. None of us has been in a situation like this before. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've only been covering the NBA now in a fantasy capacity for less than half a decade, followed it since I was young, so, you know, late 80s, early 90s. I certainly don't remember any any situation even remotely resembling this that's popped up. So the lockout's the closest thing that we got. And that happened at the beginning of a season and everybody was fine. Right. And there wasn't like something. It it wasn't even comparable. And that was crazy, by the way. And and I don't even remember that that clearly. And people working in the NBA, I mean, we just sat there with nothing to do. You know, we were kind of on pause um, covering us, you know, this kind of story that in that case was really slow plotting story. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it's it's unpre- un, un, I mean, it's unprecedented at a level that I, I mean, I think yesterday and what we're gonna go through is about as historic as as it really gets, um, on so many different levels. It happens so that, fast, you know. Yeah, and I know you want to trend this towards fantasy, but I mean, really, like, nine eleven is the only thing that comes to mind that has the magnitude of what this is. I don't want to say was, cause I think no, very different, different scenarios, but like just there's in terms still of people changes yes, that, to life. There's still people that didn't yesterday didn't even register for them. Um, I mean, they know about it. They they've heard about it. And this is the part that's disappointing is, you know, with Rudy Gobert, he's going to get a ton of grief by the way. And, and Donovan Mitchell just released a statement and it didn't really include Rudy Gobert's name. So I don't know if he's, sent up a follow-up because the media is already like, wow, Donovan Mitchell, who got the coronavirus, presumably, if not certainly, from Rudy Gobert. Um, he didn't include anything about Rudy, so maybe word gets back to him, hey, are you dogging on your teammate? Maybe he sends something out. By the way, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on the other side of that one because, uh, I mean, you've been in locker rooms. There's really not much that 
players can do once they're in a locker room to not give each other colds oh, or whatever. Yeah, like, they're they're gross. They're cess... Like, I get it. Well, NBA locker but, rooms are nicer. But, but we don't know these specifics here. Cause, and, right. and this is the part that we just... Rudy, I don't want to bag on him because the, the locals felt like Rudy was making a joke of solidarity with reporters. I didn't and, like that. I, by the way, I'm on the other also, side on that one. On this, like... There are two types of things that I'm seeing right now that are that are not helping the situation. One of them I can live with. It's when people are scared and they don't want to sort of kind of succumb to the reality of what this is and or nervous about how to act, you know, around people. It's it's the it's the way we do things is to give a handshake, give a hug, you know, to to you know, be be normal people. And so when when he's doing this stuff, when he's touching the microphones, and if he's you know in the locker room, like I you know I'm nervous about this, so I'm just gonna try to make a joke about it. That's fine, but you know when you have people out there who are, have something to gain out of putting misinformation out and sort of downplaying what this is for their own personal political gain, and 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 then you see lots and lots of people you know for the first few weeks of this, especially. Three weeks ago, you know, they're saying, ah, this is nothing. You know, what about the flu? What about this? What about that? You know, all these really bad talking points that have literally been evaporated within a week. You know, when they're out there doing that stuff, that's really damaging. What Rudy's doing, I think, might just be more a function of not knowing how to handle the situation, you know, in 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 that way. Because it, it, it's it sucks. You don't want to be like, yeah. You know, reality is going to suck. We're going to, you know, go into this next stage of whatever this is going to be. You know, people just don't want to do that. And they, they get scared and then they make sort of rash decisions in the moment, um, whether it's to deflect the seriousness of the situation or to make a joke. Um, but, you know, he's going to pay the price for that. You know, he's kind of now the poster boy for uh, what this can be. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's just it. I, I, I don't think he should probably get as much criticism as he's going to get because I just don't think he really, you know, was able to process, you know, the seriousness of what it is. I don't like what he did with the microphones and the recorders. Um, I don't care about what may have happened to lead to Donovan Mitchell getting it, which I know makes me a little bit hypocritical that I care about one and not the other, but I just feel like, like I've been in locker rooms. So enclosed. Yeah. I've been in locker rooms. You've been in locker rooms. Every time that uh, anyone on the baseball teams that I was working for had an illness and I had to go like deliver box scores or whatever downstairs, I had like shirt up over my face racing (laughs) through. Cause I was like, this thing is on everything in here. And sure enough, it's like, okay, now six guys have it. And then a different six guys have it four days later. And I was like, you know what? If I can just maybe get an intern to go do my deliveries down there today, that'd be great. I'd go, can, intern, can, can I you bet go a an... large sum of money that you actually got an intern? Oh, without, that? I, well, if I had an intern, I would have definitely had them do it. You, I, there was somebody you got to do that. If I could, I always would, especially if it was a <laughs> stomach bug. I am petrified of stomach bug. It was like a common cold. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd wear it, but like, you know, broadcast, you got to do 140 games. You can't really afford to lose your voice either. Um, so <laughs> locker rooms are gross is what I'm saying. Even, even big league ones, they're going to be wet. Guys get out of the shower, the steam and crap. It's a it's moist gross. environment. Yeah. And it's this a is an airborne dish. respiratory droplet. Um, the, the, the certain experts that I've seen, there's a guy actually, I thought there was a, you know, I'm not a Joe Rogan guy at all. Um, not, 
because I don't like him, but I just don't have time for it. Yeah, he's and, fine. Whatever. Either way. Yeah, but he seems to be doing a pretty good job in, in certain respects of getting people to come on his show. And he got a guy named Michael Osterholm, uh, who's been out there on, on a lot of the front lines, um, you know, with both the subject matter and then also talking about it in media. And his thing was that it's really a, a respiratory um, that's the the greatest risk of transmission. And yeah, it lives on surfaces for four days, you know, in certain cases. And there's, um, you know, a range of days that this, this virus will live on different surfaces. But really, sure. it's a respiratory thing. So when you're in an enclosed environment that's moist, where, you know, if droplets are going to travel, it's actually got, you know, the dense air that, that doesn't have the airflow within it yeah i mean yeah and, and the testing came back and those guys um well apparently it, mitchell yeah. was the only one so far. well yeah we'll see about that yeah, so we'll my, see. Exactly. My, I, I said it on twitter i'll repeat it here locker rooms are petri dishes with flat screen tvs that's effectively what they are in life <laughs> don't go in them unless you absolutely must uh in terms of what comes next i think you know that's that leaves us a pretty good segue these guys are going to be tested again right isn't that isn't that how it usually goes because now well, Donovan Mitchell has it, so other players have been exposed to him. They may not actually have the virus yet. It might not have a viral load that the test picks up, but two, three days from now, you might see more of it. So that team's going to be quarantined, I would assume, uh, which basically starts to give us a little bit of an indicator of what kind of timeline we're looking at on this whole situation, because... Who did Rudy Gobert come into contact with outside of his own locker room? Who did, tho- who did those guys come into contact with? Because, you know, if, if Rudy had it, you know, he's he was sick actively yesterday. He was probably incubating the virus for about a week before that. During At some point during that week, Donovan Mitchell picked it up. We can go backwards and look and see, okay, well, who did the, who did the Jazz play over the last week? Who did those teams play over the last week? How many different places did it go? And how long is it going to take to work its way either all the way through locker rooms and clubhouses or to slam the door on it now since things have been suspended. And at this point, they're trying to say anyone that's been exposed, let's see if they get it, let it run whatever its course is, which by the way, I've heard almost nothing about how long it takes most people to actually get better. They say it's like the common cold or like a light flu. So does that mean that you know, these NBA players are going to get it and then, you know, Gobert will be better by, I don't know, Monday? Like, is that what's going to happen? And then these other guys are going to catch it around then and they'll be better by the end of next week? It feels like we're looking at, it feels like we're looking at a month without basketball games or possibly a little bit more than that. Yeah, I've seen some speculation out there about possible basketball in August, which is just wild. I mean, we're talking about what do they do with the draft? You know, what is the logistics of all of this? But but really, let's take even a step further back. Um, and let's just talk about NBA for a second. Like the idea that they kept playing to me was a reflection of a machine that can't stop itself. Because the idea that we were going to take fans or probably take players and coaches and, and sort of like just, OK, we're going to protect you guys. We'll keep you guys six to eight feet away from everybody else. In an enclosed area with, you know, I know these these arenas have really good ventilation systems that pull the air out, purify the air. They don't do anything to restrict the virus, obviously. Um, but, you know, the idea that that was going to actually work as a, a big picture idea. I mean, putting fans in that proximity next to each other 
that many people touching every single door handle. I mean, like it should have been a non-starter much sooner than, you know, it became a non-starter. And, and they kept kind of sort of think, hoping and praying that they wouldn't get an NBA player to contract it. Um, because when you get an NBA player that contracts it, you just have a lot of straight lines that you can draw to different things that make it a non-starter to play basketball games, you know, like you just competitive balance wise, like, you know, you get an entire team wiped out. Like if the, if the Lakers and Clippers got wiped out, like, why are we even playing, you know, but, but, but taking a step back, that decision to, um, to keep playing and to keep packing people in arenas that, that was pretty wild to me. Um, and a reflection of where we are at sort of as a country and our ability to circle the wagons, you know, um, we, we can't have people in these large spaces or probably a, a large amount of people in, in tight spaces where there's uh, the ability to, to exponentialize uh, this virus. So as it relates to getting back and, and getting back on the floor, I think and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that they're going to um, need to sort of have like a, a confirmatory process where they're able to confirm that each individual person within the chain. So we're talking players. We're talking team personnel that fly on planes. We're talking, um, you know, the, the, the necessary personnel on the ground to actually run a game. So you're talking about your TV crews, which are going to become huge. If they, 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 if they do bring back the season, they're going to have to find a way to make it marketable and, and make it fun. Did you, for, did you um, see Mark Cuban's uh, appearance on uh, Get Up? Uh, uh, no, I saw his appearance at the game. I don't know what happened in Get Up. Yeah, he was. Uh, so they threw Rachel Nichols on the morning show um, because, obviously, because the NBA had had suspended operations. And Mark Cuban was saying that he believes that they will that that he, his his hope, and he believes that there is a decent chance that they're going to there will be a lot of playing by ear. But he thinks they'll play some, maybe not all, of the remaining regular season games and just do it much later and basically push the season into July or potentially early August if if that's what it takes because his explanation and this is you know this is why you watch people that are actually in the in the stuff is that the reason that they don't like playing later into the summer is that TV viewership has historically been lower for things in the summertime so he said you know if that's what it's going to be like that's still a lot higher than zero, effectively. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> zero is a pretty low number. Right. So and he's thinking, you know, we maybe we start up again in whatever. I think he said 30 days, 50 days, whatever. He's throwing some numbers out there. He doesn't know on that side. The, but the hard part with this going. Is, is the experts that I've been listening to, they seem to project sort of more like a three to six month outlook where life as we know it has changed. And so... That's what, again, why all this immediate action, you know, like yesterday, like three weeks ago, like two months ago, you know, all this is so important because of the exponential piece here. And so if we get a handle on this and, and I was tweeting a little bit about this, like we have to take it into our own hands as not, not relying on the federal government to do their job, you know, cause they're not, but, but they're going to try to do whatever they can as, as, as a population, we have to come together and say, you know, screw what they're doing. You know, we have to take our own precautions. We have to you know, do our own social distancing. We have to do our own, um, you know, make sense approach to this because you, you would like it to be three months versus six months. They're going to be about a quarter of the economy to throw out a random number 
you know, that gets seriously impacted by this. And, and nobody knows if there can be any sort of stimulus or make sense, you know, uh, paid leave policy. Uh, personally, I'd like to see the government, you know, you know, just treat this as a, you know, just a, you have your shock fund, you know, for your family. The government has its shock fund for emergencies, you know. I believe that stuff that's being discussed right now. I don't want to get too deep into the negotiations between like the house and the. the oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that stuff. But, but basically <laughs> what, what I'm saying is if they don't succeed in doing that, you, you want this bad period to be three months yeah, and here's the here's six the, months if we and that really will depend and if we don't it. do that then there will not be an nba season no, <laughs> it'll then be there pretty won't. easy but here's the here's um, the here's the other side of it if we can somehow simplify this thing just to the how long would it take if we just didn't see another person for a few days is really if everyone could just not see another human for like two weeks you could almost get this thing to stop that's yeah, the funny that's, part. that's the truth of it is. And, and eh, I mean, let, let me say that's the truth of it. But yeah, no, you're, you're on to something there. And that's kind of what has been successful in Wuhan. And that's been what's been successful in Italy to a certain degree, though, because I don't think anybody's calling Italy a success right now. Oh, no, they're in real trouble. Right. Um, but as it relates to the NBA, like. If they're trying to if they're going to try to get this thing back on board, I think it's going to be contingent upon two things. One is the bubble that they're in. There might not be right? fans, by the way, when it comes back. They might bring it back to uh, get games going without fans in the hopes that by playoff time, maybe things are settled and fans can come back in. Well, also, keep in mind, the fan piece of the puzzle is not as big as everybody likes to think. The Warriors bring in about three and a half to four million dollars you know, per game. So what are we talking about here? How many home games did they have left? That's way you know? less than the TV revenue. Yeah, way the TV less. revenue is really where it's at. And frankly, if we're all stuck in our house, they might have record ratings. <laughs> That's very I, true. And I, I think what they should do is do like the, the theater lighting that the Lakers do, but just really, you know, like all you can see is the court, have, you know, music, optics. Heck, I would even say, you know, limited amounts of things that you kind of see at an NBA game um, just to kind of, you know, collectively, you know, going back to 9-11, and it's totally different sort of a deal, but like, you know, people came together. I think people could rally around events like this and, um, you know, watching them at home. Yeah, just please don't have a viewing party. <laughs> please, please. Yeah, and really, I mean, so to your question, to your point, like, I think that they have to, they're going to have to find a way to keep a, a tight security loop around this because it, it's like if you restart the league and then, you know, yeah, depending one on where we're all at, exactly. and then somebody gets it again. I mean, that's going to just throw it right back into, it'll probably be like a zero tolerance type of a deal where if they get another active, you know, coronavirus within the league, they're back looking at a shutdown. There's too many big wheels, right, that yeah. need to move in, for, in order for these things to happen. So my point being is that I think what you'll see the league do, you know, obviously watching and waiting and seeing what the news is, but, um, they're going to draw a really tight circle around people and say, you're going to have to get screened, you know, before you enter any shared zone where you are, you know, like they'll take your temperature. Um, but even these things, when you're asymptomatic, are not going to be easy. So the idea that they could have fans in is is just dead on arrival. To yeah, me. I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, and I think they'd rather get the games going without them then wait and see how long it takes to 
to make sure that there's a, a fan thing. So what do you all right, let's just let's just take a guess, because screw it. I mean, what the hell else are we gonna do at this point? When do you think we see our next NBA game? And I'll go first, so I'll 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 throw my hat in the ring. Last night I was feeling optimistic. I'm a little bit less optimistic today. Um, I'm gonna say we see our next NBA game, and I'm gonna pull up a calendar here so I can actually pick a, a legitimate date. Today's March twelfth. Uh, let's see here. Uh, give me, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Give me six weeks while you're while you're while you're while you're hemming and hawing here. Yeah. Uh, that p- proposal by the Hawks owner, um, Tony Messler was, uh, to start the season after Christmas or like, let like Christmas be like opening day. I forget what the exacts were. We might inadvertently get that. Yeah. Or we might get a shortened season next year. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something to the, what's going to happen next year that fits into this piece. I was with you and sent, and I didn't think that, I didn't know if July and August would be on the, on the table for uh you know nba basketball yesterday so my actually now i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna give you the mic because you were gonna say what you were yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go april 23rd we see it that's your that's your target yeah six six weeks from today Ooh, that's a pretty good guess i i probably i i would almost think that the stop loss on this is like may 1st right yeah if, if they don't have something in place like a really strong plan but that said, you know, I mean, you got to find a solution. And this is a good segue into fantasy. You got to find a good solution to make it fair for the teams that, you know, are. Unless you just say, hey, it sucks. You were ninth. And, and this is something we're going to talk about here. You were ninth instead of eighth when the season ended. So you're out. Yeah, you know, they do that. And then they just start the playoffs. The playoffs. You could have an abbreviated playoffs. You could go five games in the first round. You know, that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> which and, it should be anyway. I, yeah, maybe just make it a little bit interesting. If the, if the lower seed wins game one, let's make it interesting. Cause I mean, how many times have we seen like a seven beat a two in the first game of the playoffs? And you're like, yeah, but they got six chances left. There's no way. And then the top seed figures it out and cloppers them. Make them sweat a little bit. Whatever. That's a discussion. You could do three. Day, I, I mean, frankly, it doesn't matter at this point. Like with what is going to be happening in day to day life, most likely, I don't think anybody's going to look at whatever happens this year and like just completely hate on it. Lakers, know, Lakers fans might. I'm speaking from speaking from the first person vantage point. Uh, well, we all know Lakers fans are crazy. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go nuts, man. This is this is the this is the narrow this window the here before this Le- is the year before okay. LeBron starts to actually peter out a little bit. You got to do something well, here. I mean, and that's the the real the. I mean, Vince Carter last night. I'll tell I'll tell you, Vince Carter making that three last night and his press conference after the game. That was like, that was so necessary. I needed something good. You know, to, uh, let's to, just let's just hope we see him again. I think they'll I think they'll get some more regular season games in. I I really do. I don't think it's going to cut straight to playoffs. I'm I uh, I have I have faith. I well, don't think there will be fans in the arena for them, but I do think we'll see some more regular season games. I hope so because fantasy wise, man, like mm. I'm sitting in second and second. Dude, we got all kinds of situations to sort through here. Can I we, am just like beside myself. Let's with start with head to head. Can we start with head to head? All right, let's do fantasy. Yeah. Um. So first thing I'll say is before we can even I get say in, this, I think yeah. we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about fantasy. We're gonna talk about basketball throughout all of this. Like you know, I, there will be stuff to talk about. 
And, and we're going to need that stuff. You know, if, if we're bored as hell because we can't do anything or the, the economy sucks and you know, there's all sorts of suffering around, you know, we're going to need this stuff. So. I might need to get Instagram so I can see what the hell the players are doing all this in there, <laughs> all their quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a great tweet by Damien, uh, who, who does the Kings podcast, Damien Barley. Uh, is like, Has anybody thought of the NBA side pieces, <laughs> what they're going through? <laughs> I saw somebody else tweet that too, actually. No, that was Greg. I'm sorry. Wissinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let boy. It just got real warm in this podcast, didn't it? Has anybody thought of the side pieces? Why won't someone think of the side? I feel like I'm listening to what's um oh Reverend Lovejoy's wife in The Simpsons. Why can't I think her? Maud is it Maud? She's, she's no longer with us, Dan. I thought that was Krabappel. Did she do that voice too? Oh, she means oh, she actually died no. in the show. I don't know who did. It was a Yeardley Smith who did uh, Lovejoy's. I don't remember, but Maud. I just think of Reverend Lovejoy doing Maud. Um, so before we even get into the two, the different league types, because there's a lot that's sitting sort of on the on the point of the house right now. I think you got to freeze your leagues, right? Isn't that the first move a commissioner should yeah. be making right now? The, Don't let people pick and, and, people and, up. And it's funny because, like, in 30 deep, I didn't freeze it until this morning, and then Eric got in there. <laughs> but he made a weird move, though. I thought he'd go the other way on his move. Doesn't uh, matter. Uh, I, yeah, no. He, so he picked up Jonathan Isaac. Oh, I thought he dropped Jonathan Isaac. No, 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 no. I went in there and dropped Jonathan Isaac for him. (laughs) I don't think he's gotten to the news yet, so he might be a little disappointed about that. Yeah, you're going to get a really angry text message at like 3 in the afternoon or whenever it's morning in in the Philippines. But yeah, I mean, you can't be letting people pick up injured guys right now. That's crazy. No, I mean, so the first thing you do is you freeze the league. And and so those are my high-stakes leagues. Also took a, you know, and a lot of, you know, one high-stakes league, hasn't even gotten an email out to us yet and um so we're just all trying to be as patient as possible with that but um freeze you gotta freeze you gotta freeze it gotta you gotta freeze, freeze it. it and i mean unless you get consensus out of all you know 12 people in the league like hey let's make this first come first serve and you know let's really play this thing out <laughs> yeah i don't like, i don't want i don't want people i don't want my that, league sitting on kevin durant for the next seven weeks to see if he plays when the season resumes I, that, that just doesn't that doesn't seem right and and even if you put him on waivers i don't think that the team that just happens to have the first waiver priority should get a potential first round pick because of the coronavirus that just doesn't feel right from a competition standpoint. So freeze the league. And I'm even tempted to say, as a commissioner of almost you, all the leagues I've You, you know in, who I could see arguing the other side of this? <laughs> Rick Kamla. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, you know what? I'm, I, will, I will argue this one to the death. And frankly, I think, I think you maybe just outlaw those guys. Outlaw who, all the guys who, that were ruled out for the season. you to outlaw Rick? No, and I mean the players, not the not the not the competitors. Thirty deep for for the listeners. That thirty deep is like thirty relatives that hate each other. Oh, it's beautiful at Thanksgiving. It's, it's so a beautiful, great. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> would you get on board with me? I would outlaw actually all of the players that during this season had been ruled out, quote unquote, for the for season. The season? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. But you here's the hard guys part up. with that is like some of the the league management systems out there don't do a great job of of excluding players. So if you don't know the people you're playing with a little bit, you know, in these public leagues, you might have trouble with that kind of stuff. Well, luckily Um, if you're the commissioner, you can go and you can freeze everybody first. And then you have all the time in the world to go in and start locking players down. (laughs) That's my, yeah. um, And that's what I did with 30. I set it to where the commissioner has to approve the transaction. And um, 
you know, I could have blocked it outright with, with the CBS platform, but I don't know. We might find it that there's a, a smart way to do it. A la not letting people take, you know, IR players injured reserve, you know, and that's interesting. I don't know how that's going to work with the CBA. Cause a lot of those teams have gotten medical exceptions yeah. for those guys. So, and, and it's funny too, cause like, you know, you immediately think of your fantasy teams. Well, yeah, the and then like with the Lakers, on. the Lakers are probably thinking, "Damn, why did like we released Boogie Cousins because he wasn't going to be able to play until what July, well, August, September, something like I that." I mean, I dropped Kelly Oubre. Likewise, uh, I like I dropped him a good week before it was known that he was going to be out. Yeah, you know, so for you most lock of the it. year, lock it. But but now, you know, he he was about to return. You know, maybe for like three games or something. If they were in the playoffs, if they were in a playoff chase, you know, now he becomes a relevant player again if there's games being played. So there are just a lot. You know, you got 400 players in the NBA. You got, you know, all these different situations. There's a lot of different, um, you know, gradients here. What about Uh, this? What about this idea? Would you allow because Ubre is a different bird. He was a maybe going to be back right before the end of the year kind of thing. And there are other guys that have been we've I mean, we've been talking on this podcast for weeks about the guys that are out indefinitely like Clint Capella. I've seen him dropped in a handful of spots. Uh, you've seen Carl Anthony Towns dropped in some spots. I think maybe you give the team that dropped those guys an opportunity to bring them back before other people have a, a grasp at it. It just it doesn't seem right that some other team would be able to scoop up this guy for a full complement of games. Like, it's a very different thing than if someone dropped Capella and then, you know, maybe he came back in, like, the third week of the playoffs for four games. That's very different than what if they play 15 games of regular season stuff starting in May or something like that. That, that, To me, it doesn't feel right for some other team to end up with it. I think you give the, the team that dropped him the opportunity to get him back first. Oh, you mean it's okay. So that's an interesting angle. So you're talking like somebody drops a player because they're out indefinitely. It's got to be those guys like Capella, like Cat, uh, like Ben Simmons, the guys that maybe will play again. I don't know if I'm going to buy that one. Where do you think they end up? I don't think it's right that they end up on a new team. I think that, I mean, this is a tough one. I think you, you, there's, okay, so in teams, in leagues that have a waiver priority, if you're, I think the smartest thing to do would be to just ban those players that yeah, were that's rolled easier. out for the entire season. And then you're going to have those iffy guys. And that's still, I mean, this is kind of like a mirrors real life in a way. It's like you're going to pick between a lot of bad choices on this stuff. So if you remove the player pool of people that were ruled out for the end of the year, but like, then you're going to get an argument about cat. I think I I think I just if he's been dropped I think you just ban him from going back on a team. That's probably easier. You could probably you know and set a marker a top expert, twenty five top thirty. Yeah, I was just about like to that. say that we, we have a lot of experts out here that listen to this pod that that are going to know how to do this. It, but you go in and you might just draw a threshold of like anybody in the top fifty for either per game value for say the last. <sighs> screw it make it the year 15 games <laughs> you know pick a segment that's big enough that will um you know so you don't get some you don't get a lot of noise in the in the in the, the sample um that's so actually a pretty good number 50, by the way um for 15 games and then anybody that's in the top 50 for the year you know hit it hit it from both directions and then 
say those guys are all off limits. And if you yeah. want to pick up somebody else, then at least you're not getting a needle moving guy landing in the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time. I mean, imagine if you had like, say you're the first place team, but you somehow also have the the number one waiver wire priority and you're going to pick up cat. And he's yeah, that's play. not right. That's not right. Um, so there, it would be interesting to also crowdsource this in the forum, you know, see what are your guys's ideas for, for ways to try to make a head to head playoff scenario fair. I mean, especially if you guys have a lot on the line, whether it's in pride or money, whichever yeah, one it is, especially you know? money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause here's, here's the alternative that a lot of leagues are looking at. What do you do? If, if a bunch of people in your league say everybody gets a refund when a head to head, I don't think you can do that yet. I think we have to wait to find out what, if regular seasons are going to, if regular season games are going to, right, right. This all gets punted down the line until we know more, but, but we can plan for both. We can plan for both occasions. If there's going to be more regular season games and head to head, you just pause. Your league is just paused right now, much like the yep. actual NBA. And when and it that's picks actually up, what some up. providers are doing. Like CBS has has sent out an email that says that they're just keeping this period open. I like that. I think that's great. If they resume on like a Tuesday, you just make it like a so, nine game week instead. It, yeah, right. So like right now, me and Benny are. are he texted me last night. We're we're in the playoffs for thirty deep. I don't even. I, I'm getting getting crushed because I have guys that haven't played yet. You know, like they're they were scheduled to play. You know, later in the week, I had Rashawn Holmes scheduled to play in a game that got to within five minutes of playing last night. By the way, that never should have gotten that close to playing last night, but whatever. That's a different discussion. Yeah, don't get me started. Dude. <laughs> I will not. I will not. We're gonna stay on. We're gonna stay on the fantasy side here. Uh, no, but, I, but, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't call. So it head to head, point. if they play again, I think you can wedge a playoffs in. Hopefully, hopefully. And that's the other thing. So, like, in order to have a viable playoffs, you probably got to have at least what four or five games. Yeah, I think they'll probably play about 10 before they they try to do a playoff. So I think you you're get gonna, three weeks of Maybe warm-up. in your leagues you're going to have to look at cutting. Like if you have six teams that make the playoffs, you might have to go down to four. Or maybe you just, I mean, there might be three weeks of games when it comes back. Well, that would be the hope. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, you know, back to the previous discussion, it's like very possible there's no basketball at all, which, you know, that's, that sucks, but you know. Well, if that well, we'll get to that one. So now let's say there's a head-to-head and they jump straight to the playoffs. I think at this point, I mean, you're either in the playoffs already in your head-to-head league, and you might even be a week into them for all I know, uh, or you're you just know, getting started, or they're starting next week. That's you know probably what you do it. there. I like I really think you you take the playoff teams, you redraft a playoff style roster. Just like when you play playoff fantasy basketball. Oh, that's kind and, of fun. What's that? Although, yeah, well, I don't know, because like the team that's you might have a team that's just boat racing any, everybody in a spot like that, and they could end up getting nothing if they draft a bad playoff team. I'm almost tempted to say you just take the teams that are in the playoffs and you split the pot six ways or four ways or two ways. You could do that. Well, this is okay. <laughs> this this is if there's no regular season games, is, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there's well, okay. So there's no regular season games. This would affect roto leagues as well, which I'm in a ton. Oh yeah, we'll get right? to that. Don't worry. That one's extremely complicated. All right. Well, if it's if it's just head to head that we're talking about, and you want to just split the pot four or six ways, expect your first place team to be very upset, and expect your sixth place team to be very happy. You know, that's 
how this is. It's, um, you know, it's not fair. I don't, I, I, I would be more, and, and I would even take it a step further, knowing the guys that I play with, they always find the most, like, they'll get down to the finest detail. I would expect uh, a redraft in certain leagues, you know, to, to, to give it that competitive element. Cause I don't see first place just like rolling over. Like, first place in one of my leagues is worth 17 grand. Hmm. But do you think that team that's currently in first place or has a playoff bye week or something like that, is that could you set it up that way for your playoff redraft <sighs> format? Give the top two seeds that same bye week so that they, they have the advantage they, they worked so hard during the regular season for? Oh, that should be happening anyway. I mean, the, the bye week is so huge. Right, you head might to get head. them to buy in. You might get them to buy in then. My, my fear is that a team that's in first or second place and has the bye and they're thinking – Oh, I got to redraft my whole damn team. I worked so hard. I got to this point. I got this great team. I feel like I'm in I'm in, you know, the lead position. I, I'm the I'm the guy on deal or no deal that takes the deal almost almost every time I think. So, I'm looking at it like I got to I got to take home a quarter of the pot at least. I can't if I redraft my team, I might I might have a bad one. I might get unreal, really unlucky. There might be like a playoff upset and then my team is cooked cuz I took the wrong guy and I'm going to take home nothing after all that. I to me, as a commissioner of a lot of leagues, I'm looking at it like the only way I can make sure that everybody is not pissed at the same time is just anyone that's in the playoffs, you're going to get something right now. And it just, it sort of decomplicates the situation. But you I might think, get you know, you probably got to do a graded give out. Based Meaning on, like based if, on you seed. Fin- if you're going to give out, say, if there were six slots, yeah, you would have to do something weighted. So if everything divided by six is 16.6%, you know, maybe shift those numbers to where first gets 25, second gets 20, third gets 15, and okay. then the rest get 10 or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. I'm on board with that. You just you give a little bit more for the teams that were a little better in the regular season, but the folks that made the playoffs, like the sixth seed, they still get something but, because they might have won, but it's yeah, less likely. And, and and I guess, yeah, I mean, that's probably most fair. It's just the first place prize for most leagues is typically like 75%, 65%. Of the take, and, right. and you're going to have situations in head-to-head or roto, whatever that is, where the the differentiation between first, second, and third is like one bad basketball game, you know, one or one good basketball game out of a player, you know. It's that piece of it is pretty damn complicated. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Um, but at least they're going to take home some money. So that's my thought: is like, hey, you're getting you're getting winnings. You might not, you know, you might have won this thing, but. Yeah, you still might not have. Even the first place team might might get a zero. They don't always win their leagues, so at least they take like one of something. My, in one of my leagues, first place is so far ahead. Shout out Eric Lopez. That like I can't catch him. I've been trying. I can't do it. <laughs> is that head to head or roto? That's roto. It's roto. It's roto. Like if he had to split his award, that would, and and this is one where we won't have control over it. This is a, actually a third party company running this this competition at NFBKC. So um, he, I would be legitimately pissed if I was him and he had to either give up everything or if it was like, oh, we're just going to cut in X amount of people and, you know, split it evenly. Dude, I mean, Roto he, is... He'd be, he'd be losing like 15 grand on that. Roto is the messiest thing. I, I don't have a good solution for it. I think the stuff that we've talked about on Head to Head would get most people through their leagues and people would not be in 
you know, a complete state of, of rage or disarray. Roto is a disaster right now. I almost don't see a way that Roto Leagues can come out of this in a normal fashion. But maybe maybe what you're talking about, maybe you extend it into the playoffs somehow. Well, if you, if you can, if these if things you even play, offer it. If there's more regular season games, I think that's pretty much, you know, what you do is you just say, all right, look, it happened. You know, you freeze transactions. And that actually, in one of my high stakes leagues, got an email. It's like, don't do a transaction. I'm going to reverse it. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah. So that piece of it is figured out. Um, and, and like everybody, we're all just sort of waiting and just going to see what it is that, you know, comes through the pipeline in the next seven to 14 days. But um, the if you can get games played at the end of the year, whether it's five or ten, and I think that that helps a ton. It um, does help some. My my fear. Okay, so let me let me express some of my fears. You you to you. you you have a different situation because of your games played cap. Though, yeah, games than, than a lot of leagues. Yeah, there's a lot of games cap in in roto uh, daily league, so people can't stream their way to a title. But now the teams that went way over the mark and just never benched anyone all year have an enormous advantage in those leagues because, you know, I don't how many games do teams have left if they actually played the entire regular end of the regular season? Is there like 15, 16 games left for a lot of teams? 18? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we were looking at. Like about, um, it was like it was 14 to 17 yeah. on the spread there. So, uh, you know, most of these teams, I'll just use my own league as an example. I'm in second place. In a roto league where I'm the commissioner, this is this so it makes things extra complicated for me. And the team in front of me in first place has played 98 more games than I have. 98, like 14 percent more games in my team. If you took the average performance yeah, of all the teams say. in the league, I would be boat racing this league. But I'm in second place because I've used the correct number of games to this point yahoo has that you know tracker going that shows how well it's obviously way off its mark now because they've canceled every ball game but up until yesterday the tracker was like yeah dan you're gonna be about one game over the mark at the end of the year you're right on you're right on pace good job buddy and then you know you look at some of these other teams that are 100 games in front of you and theirs is like yeah you're gonna you're gonna run out of games played by march 20th so it's like those teams can't possibly be rewarded for mismanaging their games cap the teams that lag behind a little bit shouldn't be punished because they're teams that have played fewer games than my team has. They have an opportunity to maybe catch up if they target specific categories. You need the right number of games to happen to get to that Roto games cap. There's going to be someone with a massive disadvantage here. So I'm left in this weird spot where either you A, you tell everyone in the league, look, I'm going to average your performance per stat it's not going to be totals in Roto now. It's going to be like, look, you've played 800 games and your team has collected uh, 4,800 rebounds, so your rebound number is six. That's what you get. If someone else has more, a higher average number. But that actually screws things up because there are teams that give up and only leave their top two or three guys in the lineup. If you only started Carl Anthony Towns, you'd play 80, well, not this year. Most years you'd have 82 games played, but you'd have the best averages in almost every statistical category. So there's... It's really freaking messy is the point of all that. I don't really know how you sort this one out other than maybe allowing people to continue getting Roto points into the playoffs. Or I don't know if leagues will allow you to expand your bench. If you expanded your bench so that you could get 
seven, eight guys playing every single day, you might be able to get to that games cap. But I'm doubting that once leagues are this far in, you can't change that setting anymore. So what the hell do you do? What I think you do, it's kind of like how you approach any of these issues is you, you just see what you can, what variables can you, you know, isolate? I think you probably take teams that have no shot. If you can quantify that, that's better. You take no, teams that have no shot, pull them out. And then, and then maybe the average, averaging approach would work. I guess with, that's a good point. You take out the teams that have given up. Yeah, and 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 that's really like I, I'm looking at this one league that we're we run it privately. We are. We have there was a time when six of us were tied for first. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> like this was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, so. Like each of those teams has its own, and the teams are really good too. I don't know what happened with this league. It's, I was just like, how many good players can there be in in a league? Um, uh, we must be top heavy or something. But the uh, everybody has a shot. I love my shot in this league. Like I'm just sitting there with like I can gain two, three in a category, and I probably got ten points that I can legitimately get um, gain. And I'm two. I want. I didn't even look at yesterday's box scores. I'm like two behind. I think in behind first I'm in second. So like, and I'm pretty sure first place doesn't have that much upward mobility. So I'm like, love my shant, my, my shot here. Um, but like sixth place is probably right behind me. So how do we tell these guys like, ah, you're a sixth place team. You don't get any money. <laughs> you're a first place team. You get all of it. You know, it's that's, I mean, there's just a lot on the line right now. I think, um, you gotta I, I, isolate variables, pull those guys out. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That that's a good step one. I like that. And then if it ended all today, like if there was an announcement that there was no more basketball, you know, then I would think you're you're really looking at how are you having these pots, you know, yeah. how, how, are, how are you splitting that money up? That's tough, man. Because let's say you know I'm looking at one of these leagues that I'm going to use the the same one as an example because I, you know it's one I have on my screen and it I think it serves its purpose in a lot of ways. I would say. Uh, five, one, two, three, yeah, five of the 12 teams have pretty much no chance at winning part of the, the pot that goes to the top three. Seven remaining teams could potentially get inside the top three. Potentially. But then there's teams like, again, there's, there's my team, and then the team directly behind my team is also actually a, a really good one. Those two are probably the ones that get punished the most. If we sort of if we muck things up and, and split pots around a little bit, whereas with head to head, there's this there's that odd stuff. You know, you might be the first place team, but when the playoffs come around, if your first rounder just decides to sit for two games, you end up with nothing. There's so much chance in a head to head playoffs that doesn't exist in Roto. I know right now in this Roto League that I mean, unless I lost like my top three players at the same time, I will win this league. There's almost nothing that anybody could do to stop me other than the league actually just not happening, which, of course, is where we've hit at this point. But as the commissioner, I'm trying to take this from the point of view of I have to make sure it's fair because people don't want to think that I'm giving myself the trophy. But surely I can find a way to explain to people, look at the numbers here. No one can catch me. That just doesn't seem fair for a commissioner to do. So there's... I don't know. There, if Even if you eliminate those five guys, there's seven teams left splitting the pot. I feel like I'm getting screwed because I was going to win the league. 
Like, I, there's just almost no way that I would be worse than second place, even in the worst case scenario. So how do how do you handle that discrepancy? You just need a really good commissioner that people trust, but then also yeah, I'm that's that where guy. It, <laughs> it's so funny how it all comes back to trust. Um, yeah, especially if you can just use numbers to demonstrate your argument. That's, I mean, you, you with your team and your situation that you've outlined, you could basically be like, look, I could start Kendrick Perkins from you know, 2010 for all these games and still win this league. So I... You know, but again, it's tough. I mean, you were you're you're trying to get people to part with their money. Right. And, I'm um, holding their money. I'm currently holding the money for everyone in this league. <laughs> I'm the commissioner and treasurer. Yeah. Yeah. You got a conflict of interest, buddy. I know. That's why this is an impossible scenario, even though I think I can definitively prove to folks that ain't nobody going to catch me. That's not even really the point. The point is, as the commissioner, you have to be. You have to take the 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 tough step. You probably so, have to appoint somebody else that you know is fair. Yeah, to sort this thing out. But then, what the hell? Like, how do you, how do you determine who's who doesn't have a shot? How do those teams then take the news when you're like, you but, guys but, are when, dead? But these meat. situations are hilarious. When you when I've seen you see this in all walks of life. Like when when somebody appoints the fair person to make a decision, and then they half the baby. You know, and it's like, oh well. That was fair to half of the baby and not the <laughs> other half of the baby. But there, yeah. but that's that's like the classic parent who was like, "All right, we'll just split it in half." Yeah. Do yeah. you know? But, I mean, uh, do you know if there's a way to change roster makeup or change league settings? I'm hoping that maybe there's a way that you could get in there and adjust league settings. This is the only way, by the way, that I think you can. Get a Roto Daily Games Cap League because a lot of Roto your Rotos are weekly, correct? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't do the daily stuff. I can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. That's why I can only do four or five leagues that I really care about. The only way in my mind, and this is assuming there are actually more games played, because if the game if the season just ends, then you probably do have to have the baby a little bit. Uh, if there are more, if there are additional games that happen for a regular season in a Roto League. I think you have to be able to change the settings. That's the only way that this makes sense in my mind because you got to give teams a chance to get to that game's cap. You have to give teams a chance for this thing to even out in how many in that that giant discrepancy and that maybe that means starting more guys like maybe you add two bench slots and you add two starting utility slots so you can get 12 guys going in a given day instead of 10 and that would add up because if there's 20 days of basketball and you can get Three, you know, two, three, four extra guys in your lineup every day. By the way, you probably I, I also turn that, off waivers. Just put everyone back to a free agent when they get dropped. No waivers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that that would. Yeah, you you and and this really strikes at the. There's going to be settings with your league that are different than, you know, than everybody else's league. So you have to get in and really isolate variables. And in what case, what you're doing here is you're saying, all right, if we expand these benches, you're at least giving me a shot. At getting to my games played, Mark. Right, and and that and the players be, aren't going to be as good, but you get the games at least. And really, it's not even that fair. I mean, you're you're talking about replacing if if your average performance is top seventy five, you know, you're bringing in top one twenty fives to to backfill your games played. Yep, and it's, that's that's it's whack. And maybe that's how you pitch it. Is look, look, guys. I'm already getting screwed here. So let Let's, me have it. Yeah, let me get screwed a tiny bit less, basically. 
by at least, you know, giving me a chance to get to that games cap. Maybe the games I'm using won't be as good. But, I mean, again, it's not... As I look at some of the numbers here, it's not that close with the top few teams if everyone hits their games cap. And so, to me... Like, there's a team that's, ninety, like I said, 90-some-odd games ahead of everybody else. There's another team that's about 50 games ahead of everybody else. If you pull those teams out of the mix, you're left with basically four, maybe five teams. And of those, probably two or three competing for the one, and then maybe like, uh, I'd say two or three teams competing for the two and the three slot. That's And so then, at least you give those teams a chance to catch up in games played. And they will, maybe they won't win by as much in that instance because they're, they're trotting in guys that aren't quite as good. Uh, but it, it, I mean, they'll still get to a point that's at least a reasonable facsimile of where these teams should end, which by the way, is not that dissimilar from me doing the averages method and pulling out some of those bottom teams, but that might frustrate some people. That's my fear on that side. What, Brew, what about this? What if there aren't any more regular season games? What the hell do you do in Roto then? I, that's what I'm. Yeah, I mean, like your your situation is is kind of like what our situation would be, but it's on yours is on steroids. Is <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean you're you this like a huge games played games played is so important in all this. Um, but the, I mean, you're looking at like uh, I'll crack open my standings. I wasn't gonna look at this. Oh, I just <laughs> had another. I just had another idea for if there are games again. Can I flip that in there? Yeah, sure. Freeze the teams that are way too far out in front. Freeze the team that's played the most games and make that the new games cap limit. So that team know. that team is done. So so the, in this particular league, and again, I'm I'm not going to call out any names in this, but I'm sure people listening to the pod are in this league with me. Uh, the leading team. This is a 900 games cap league. It's 90 at every position, so you get to use your bench. It's fun. Uh, the leading team right now is at 826. Make that the new games cap. Literally, no one that's competing for this, for anything in this league, is more than about 100 games played away from that mark. That's a lot easier to get to than, uh, you know, let's say I'm getting to 826. I get to play 98 games from, hmm. I don't know what they're going to do, 10, 12 games of NBA action before they go to the playoffs, if that's what happens. I, I can get 98 games I, out of that. I, I, I'm sorry. I just looked at the standings. <laughs> in, in your league? We got a guy that hopped both me and the me and me and another guy Craig Kalinsky our listener of the show we we were one and two <laughs> we were pretty much strongly in 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 command well the Todd father went and leaped us both i would be a third place finisher if this ended today ah suddenly and, you're and, a little upset I'm favored, now, aren't you i'm favored to win this thing yeah now you're getting upset like i was I'm losing about freaking eight grand on this. <laughs> so what do you what do you think about my idea if games do happen? Can you can you freeze the top team or the top games played mark, make that the new games limit? This feels fair to me, by the way. And that way everybody at least has a chance to get to that mark. Because if that team continues to play people and can extend their games cap lead or at least maintain it, then it never evens out again. That's I'm settled. That's my new that's my new theory. I mean that works, but what if the first place team had a low games played number just because they were really good? Oh no, I just meant the teams that's played the most games. That oh, the team frozen. that's played the most games. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I mean, but what you're doing is like you're 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 cutting the edges. You know, you're 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 finding okay, this makes sense here. This little measure here makes sense. This little measure here makes sense. Yeah, I feel good. And you're about sort of that. working the problem. I feel good about what just yeah, happened. It's, 
but but that's that's kind of what you got to do and 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 hopefully you know throughout the next week or two of uncertainty you have the time to flesh those things out you know and figure out for your league settings what is it going to be that makes sense um now if there are no games left then we're all up a giant creek <laughs> i mean for so many yeah reasons, if there's but... no games left i just lost a lot of money yeah, there has to be something <laughs> that can be done. Well, I don't know about your weekly. Yeah, I want to get depressed on the pod. I want to look at the other. Don't do it. Stakes. Don't do I'm it. I'm doing it, dude. I'm this is like checking the look. comments. It, well, because okay. you're in a weekly. No, you're in a weekly. I'm okay. League. A second. A second place. Second okay. place. But you know what? This. You know this. This year was a good. It had tidal wave potential. I mean, I got teams that had Steph Curry as their number one overall pick in first place. You know, in in draft master studies, I got Zion as a second round pick. You know, early it kind of throwaway draft. I was like, screw it, pick Zion. Um, but first place, you know, like the, the, with the rankings we had, and with we really just hit on so many players that uh, this was supposed to be a you know a walk away with a lot of cash kind of year. And this is this is a real thing. I mean, I know that there's there's a massive pandemic happening, but we all have our own individual concerns as well, and that's why I know it's a little bit. It's like the tiniest bit insensitive that we're talking fantasy sports, but it's also not because this is a thing now that people are looking at like this was a thing that helped distract me from awful things going on around me. This is something I could do from home with social distancing, and well, now that and that doesn't exist anymore either. We might close on that because like this we're in this together, guys. Like, you know, no matter what 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 you are, where where you are in life. You know, this is meeting you right where you're at. And and we're going to have to find a way to get distracted, you know, during the bad times. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah, we do that. have modern things. The Internet, FaceTime. Yeah. You know, Disney Plus is excellent. I would highly recommend. I don't it. <laughs> even know what that is practically, but I'm going to be looking into all these movies and TV shows that all of you say are really cool. Um, but no, I mean, we're, we need this. Um you know, we, we need to keep having fun with fantasy. We need to. So we at, at Hoopball are going to try to walk the line between, you know, being very serious about what's going on um, and then also providing you guys with an outlet so you guys can enjoy, you know, fake basketball. Yeah. Um, that's... Real basketball, whatever it is. And hopefully, 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 though, just a quick view of my Twitter timeline does not make me hopeful. Um we can really, as a nation, take the types of measures that need to be taken so we can s slow and and just we got to think big picture about it in terms of slowing this thing down and keeping the severity from being quite as long. And um, who knows, maybe if we all do that, we'll have a, a few you know, months pass where we're not out there playing basketball, doing that stuff. But then, um, you know, over the summer, they can come back in with regular season, you know, and, and I, I'm that idea by the Hawks when I when he came out and he said, hey, let's start the season in, in December. I, I just like thought about it. I was like, well, you are an opposite football then, you know, you're yeah. you're you, you are kind of, you know, lining things up correctly. And, and then if they, I don't like the idea about sh um, shortening the regular season. I'm pretty sure our listeners don't either. Cause that means less fantasy. Um, but, uh, that might pair well, if you are concerned about summer months being dormant, um, a shorter season, if you started in late December, you know, you, you might combine those two ideas if you're the NBA, but by the way, coming year, no matter what, you know, that, that might be what we're looking at. By the way, I do have one last 
<clears throat> excuse me, fantasy related question before we indeed put a bow on this one. What happens with keeper leagues and dynasty leagues and all of this? That gets really messy. I'm not even. We're not even going to solve that question on air, but that'll be the one that. But you know, that's our I, teaser. I, I, I know a friend of the show, Josh Lloyd, was um, talking about how he kept those transactions on. There is, I mean, and within this, and here's Rick Camla talking. Within this, there is a competition to evaluate the virus. You know, to evaluate the situation on the ground with, you know, the NBA returning. What time does it return? So you could game this out and say, you know, especially in those situations, you could say, well, hey, you know, to thou that can assess the coronavirus the best, get the spoils. Oh, I, I don't want that. <laughs> no, it sounds terrible, but I can see like, you know, in a hyper competitive, but in a, in a dynasty situation, you're just, you know, and in, in whatever keepers, you're just like. You have to evaluate what, oh, you know, like a player at the end of his career, like this is going to change value for maybe not LeBron, but like depending on how much time we spend off, you know, let's say it is like a long time, six months, you know, and a season starts a lot later, you know, guys that are in the end of their career are going to have, you know, less value. Yeah. And guys with injuries, their value is going to improve because they got more time to recover. To be continued on that Indeed. front. He is Aaron Bruski. I am Dan Bespris. I would say we got uh, some promos for you, but I think we can probably wait on those. We ain't got nothing to sell. We got nothing to sell right now. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Aaron Bruski and at Dan Bespris. Let's uh, let's keep the conversation going. I think I I think I came up with something I like for that Roto Games cap. If games are actually getting let's, played, let's take it to the forums. If you guys, you know, if you got questions, I'll try to get in there and answer them. And I'm gonna try to get on more pods here. Um, you know, cause there's less of a workload to um, <laughs> yeah, bit. you know, to actually <laughs> evaluate the game. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's take it to the forums and, and let's try to come together here, you know, um, and, and and just sort of give each other that 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 um, distraction that we're going to need. He's Aaron. I'm Dan. I'm on board with that. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.